hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Hello, and welcome back to Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, <laughs> a Doctor <laughs> commentary podcast. I'm Mark, um, and I'm joined by Joe here, and we're watching The Three Doctors. Hello, and I'm so pleased you said blunt. <laughs> oh, the pressure, the pressure. Oh, dear, oh dear, I've just sprung oh, out. Can I also you. say, hmm? the theme tune of this podcast is amazing, and it always gets in my head. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that to me at the moment. Uh, that was done by a marvellously creative man called Colin Saletto, um, who does like music of his own. I think soon he might be starting like a um, his own like YouTube channel. I hope he does because he he writes fantastic music. So yes, thank you very much for that, and thank you very much for the intro. <laughs> I can see you've podcasted elsewhere. <laughs> is, that, is that sweat on your brow? Honestly. <laughs> It's a lot of words to say. <laughs> it is a lot of words. It is, and some of them could be potentially dodgy if you get <laughs> if you get them out wrong. <laughs> pressure, the pressure. Um, right. Well, we are here to uh, watch the Three Doctors episode two. Um, what's just happened? I can't remember. Uh, well, we had the um, the jelly creatures turned up at unit. Terrifying. Yep attacking and then this huge big other big blob came in the unit lab took out the wall uh, it came through the wall and then it took the doctor and joe Whoosh. where oh, we don't know well we shall find out oh my yeah. god i'm so excited okay well let's skip into episode two then in five four three two one let's go Ooh. Here we go. Oh, it always pauses. Bloody technical problems. That's why we call this guerrilla podcasting. It must have been so exciting at the time to have these doctors meet. Yeah. And all the publicity and stuff. Although, what was sort of fandom around this time? Was there anything? It must have been very early on. You didn't have like fans being like, that's not my doctor. <laughs> oh my god. The Not My Doctor Brigade, 1970. <laughs> um, do you imagine, like, you know they said they've got loads of letters saying, why don't you have the doctors meet? Do you reckon, like, everyone that wrote that letter was like, oh, I'm responsible for this in the playground. Oh, I I gave oh, them this idea. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder who wrote that first letter and how early on it was. Was it, like, around, you know, in the, the end of the 60s, maybe? Who wrote that first, let's have the doctors meet? Letter. Whoever you were, you were a genius. However, that idea has been stolen so many times now. If Big Finish bring out one more multi-doctor story. <laughs> I mean, they're starting to lose their sheen a little bit now, aren't they? Like, like... Well, they've met, well, yeah, in terms of doctors meeting, it's happened so much now. But you expect that at an anniversary on TV. Fair fine. enough, yep. That is, that's what's going to happen, and we love that. But they, yeah, but all they these resisted, other ones where it's... They resisted in their 25th anniversary. Well, yeah, I mean, Colin Baker wasn't going to come back, was he? No, they did Silver Nemesis <laughs> instead. A, a, a fine anniversary story. <laughs> um, oh, look at that jelly. In a minute, right? But then I say to Benton, right, right, you stay there and guard the jelly, all right? And don't get it angry. What are you has some chocolate or gum or something and throws the wrapper at it does doesn't he yeah so not only oh, well, is he sort of testing it out i think i, I do that i throw something at it 
just to see. Well, if you got eaten up by a great jelly and shoved into an antimatter universe, serves you right. <laughs> After... Do you think Omega's on the other side being like, who's left this wrapper on the floor? <laughs> All of you guards, which one did it? Which one? <laughs> he's, he's doing like a clean up the antimatter universe campaign. <laughs> um, do you know, after you were so terribly rude about the Time Lords in the last episode, I think I can just see a, a black triangle coming up behind you there. No! <laughs> You're destined for the death zone on Gallifrey. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... It's all right. I, I know my um, pie. I can get across everything. I can't help but notice that we are in the unit laboratory right now. So right. I want to yes. discuss something with you. Um, so out there in the interweb... Uh, I'm going to say the dark recesses of the interweb. There are fabulous, fantastic, creative people um, bringing marvellous, like, Doctor Who spin-off works to life. And there's a website out there called A Teaspoon and an Open Mind, right, which I discovered uh, uh, in my meanderings of the internet, um, featuring um, many stories of an erotic nature uh well not all of them just some of them no not all of them most no. of them <laughs> <laughs> featuring some combinations that people might enjoy like ben and jamie and things like this um but there is one isn't there which is um kind of three doctors related well yeah it's set in the unit lab okay what occurs in that story mark <laughs> do you want me to say this is going out with an explicit tag so okay warning now, everybody but i want to say before we start we are not taking a piece out of this all right because i think um if this is something you want to explore then absolutely you should do well, it Well, you can write anything about anything it's yeah it's, and it's i'm not gonna lie universe. i've been on that website and i've enjoyed it thoroughly so <laughs> <laughs> so what's the three doctors one about so this one it's literally it's like one page um, there is the second Doctor and Jamie in the unit lab. Tinkering um, with the TARDIS? Um, <laughs> well, the Brigadier's walking past okay. in the corridor and hears some noises coming from the unit lab. Ah, tinkering <laughs> so with the TARDIS? <laughs> Sorry? Tinkering with the TARDIS, is that what we can hear? Um, well, he's not sure what these noises are. Um, so, <laughs> so he sort of opens the door a little bit and, and peeps through. Okay. And he sees. Am I actually describing what he sees here? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Why is this put on me to explain? Okay. Um, well, Jamie's up against the wall. Okay. <laughs> the second doctor has Jamie up against the wall, and there's some sonic screwdriver noises coming from underneath his kilt. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. I know this. Okay. And then the brigadier is like, "Oh, what's? Oh, here we go." Um, <laughs> What is this? I is this happening? Them, should I? Is this like a regular uh, occasion? He walks past and I think it's written as that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and oh, and then they they notice that the brigadier is watching, and then I think Jamie's like, "Oh, sorry." And, and does he does he join him. in? Um, I don't think he joins. I think he watches but doesn't join in. Oh, okay. And then there's a call from Geneva, I think, and they have to go. I've met a few um, blokes like that, you know, they don't want to join in, but they just want to watch. So. <laughs> but it's a little snapshot of the unit lab day to day. Right. And and during this story, so I, I'm sure we can slot it in somewhere along the way. <laughs> oh, no, because Jamie's not in this, is he? Well, no, I know. We well, see this is a what if. Oh. This is a what if moment. Ah, well, there you go. That's the ultimate what if. <laughs> 
but there's i mean well yeah there's some really interesting stories i I thought they were incredible and i thought that story in particular was incredible so all power to that artist and again i'm gonna say we are not taking the piss this is stuff that people enjoy doing and this is stuff that people enjoy reading so Mm. um no judgment at all I'd just be judging myself because I've read some of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we are in the antimatter universe. The uh, quarry of the antimatter universe. I, don't, I, I hear Omega did not have the best imagination in the world. So this is very convincing, you know. Yeah, oh, I love that Joe thinks they're dead. <laughs> Every other week she thinks that. I think so, yeah. Here they are. Oh. Oh, they're quite cute here. Look, they're, they're smiling and exploring together. It's not much like heaven, is it? Well, that's a big line. It's not much like heaven. But what does heaven look like, Doctor? <laughs> well, in Silver Nemesis, right, why am I whispering? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> in, in Silver Nemesis, the Doctor's supposed to be God, so he knows exactly what right. heaven looks like. Mm, yeah, well, it has. it's not a quarry with a jelly in it, is it? Do you know what, right? Um, I'm going to take a friend of mine, I met via this actually, uh, to uh, locations around uh, the south of England when he comes to visit. And uh, we said we're definitely going to go to a quarry <laughs> featured in a Doctor Who story. And if I don't see a jail guard on the horizon, <laughs> I'll be desperately disappointed. Do we know which quarry this is? Is this a. Well. Oh, do you, do you ever hear that story about the, the Blake 7 crew saying, who's making that noise over there? Go, go and tell them off. And they go over the edge of this Doctor Who filming on the other side of the ravine. <laughs> they shared the same quarry. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question about Benton. Well, what about him? I've, it, it depends. I I'm, again, I'm not a fan of him in this one. Um, I prefer it when he's not involved as much, I think. So uh, you want all the unit people there, but you just don't want them doing anything? I know, I don't know. They're just... I'm glad you didn't I don't know. No one I would be doing anything. I'm going back to, oh, it's a shame Benton's there. I'd rather have Jamie and Zoe, I think. Right. Is what, okay. It would just be a bit more exciting. I think that's what it is. But, I, you know, but then saying that, I'd rather have Benton than just a random guard that we've never met before. That's true. Um, Although sometimes they can be really fun. The guy with the tea tray in Invasion of the Dinosaurs, I love him. I think there's a story about him out there somewhere as well. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, look, oh, parts of the lab in the quarry. That's fun. It's a, that's a really good Doctor Who image, isn't it? This sort of heart, you know, these random bits in a bits of wall and a <laughs> the door, look, there's the wall and the door and everything. Yeah, that's that's fun. Then taps. There's just science oh, lab taps. Yeah. Is there a Bunsen burner? Yes, there is. Yeah. No. Oh, and that weird orange. And you've box. got your thing X-rays hanging. I don't know what they're hanging on, but <laughs> uh... <laughs> someone's just holding them up above the camera. <laughs> um, this episode features, I think one of the best like conceptual cliffhangers of all time where the whole of unit headquarters heads into a black hole now I mean, it's camp as hell but it's, it's such a big idea oh thank god yeah, Bessie great, came. The whole idea. they would have had a long walk if bessie weren't there although it, it'd be cool to see bessie floating through space <clears throat> it does strike actually that's true that is true 
it does strike me that every time they do these anniversary specials where they bring people together in an unusual place, i.e. the Death Zone or the Antimatter Universe, Bessie always ends up coming along. Well, yeah, they've got to get around, haven't they? They've got things to do in these quarries. Get to A to B. What do you think is more alarming? The gel guard on top of the, the quarry there or the Ogron Eater from Frontier in Space? Oh, my God. Do you know what? I'd probably go with the Ogron Eater better than, than the gel guards. Look at that sort of Batman angle there. It's, on, it's sort of on a tilt. It's quite effective. I mean, it's supposed to be sort of, you know, well, we're in a different universe. It's just we're not in a quarry, really. We're I'm trying here, Mark. I'm oh, trying, all right? Mr. Ollis. Where's Mr. Ollis? Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit behind you, I think. <laughs> so that's his second appearance in the story, just doing nothing. But then if you, if you haven't watched last week, you're like... Who's this person? If you're just tuning in now, yeah, you're imagine. like, there's a man with a gun. Get out of the way. <laughs> like, he's going to kill it's you. It's one of Omega's warriors. <laughs> Do you think there's a fan fiction out there about Mr. Rollis? If there's not, I'll write one. Thank you. No, I want you to write, okay, this whole story, but from Mr. Ollis's point of view. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I sat down. There was some rocks. <laughs> there was a jelly. Uh... <laughs> You're his assistant. His watch. <laughs> I love that. I, there is a, there's something about whenever the doctor's being petulant or childish, it's very funny. And Troughton could be the most petulant of all. It's only a, it's only a few years since he left. It's not that bigger. No, uh, for between Three this years. and the five doctors, we're looking at what ten years? No, five years? Oh no, that's the twentieth, isn't it? Yeah, ten years. Only ten years, yeah. Okay, so I have, um, I put out a uh, an SOS on Twitter because I figured we would have some difficulty saying overly positive things today. Okay. <clears throat> So I asked people their opinion of the three doctors, and we have some responses. Would you like to hear them? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's see what people think. Okay, so the, the fabulous Lucy McCall, who did a commentary on the Claws of Axos, says, Blobby Antimatter Beasts, my favourite. I also like how after his initial bewilderment, the brig just gets on with trying to sort things out. And harumph, I didn't know when I was well off. So she she likes this. Do you know she does um, knitted toys of Doctor Who characters, and they are just oh, fabulous. I think I've seen those. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So we'll come back oh. to more comments later. All right. So the, is this the first time the Brigadier's been in the TARDIS? Then yes, yeah, because he has that line here about this is what you've been doing with unit funds. Right, of course. Yeah. I mean. It would take more than unit funds, surely, to make a, a, a space time craft that's bigger on the inside than the out. Right? Maybe he thinks he's just been building. Yeah, I don't know. All those times that he had the console out in the lab in season seven. and well, He just doesn't know, does he? He doesn't know what it's all about. Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't follow that stuff. I still don't understand E equals MC squared, you know. 
Are you a scientist? <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was hoping you were going to jump in then. And, uh, I was like, well, actually. <laughs> now, Let this... me just explain it to you in this and write it in the sand. <laughs> Do you know, I had an astro, uh, an astrophysicist. No, that's sorry. Sorry. Um, somebody who understands astrology on one of these, mm. the fabulous uh, Jason Thompson. And he could tell me the science of Doctor Who and where it was going wrong. It was wonderful. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I... Um, this fella here, Mr. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, Dr. yeah. He's in other Doctor Who stories, isn't he? Oh, where have I seen it? Is he in? Go on. He's not in Peladon one, is he? He is in Monster of Peladon. Yes. yes, he's in another story as well. And if you don't get it right, I'm going to send one of those black triangles after you to the death zone. What else? I'm trying to look at his face. It's coming. Um, you know that music from the Five Doctors? No, go on, go on. <laughs> um, ah, <laughs> um, oh. is it? It's not a Pertwee one, is it? It's a Tom Baker one. It's a Tom Baker one. It's a very Tom important one. Tom Baker one. Very important Tom Baker story. Um, uh, he has the fabulous line, yes, just like Andy Pandy. Oh, Hand of Fear, yes. He's a scientist in that. He is, yeah. N never say that he's typecast, honestly. Yeah, get, oh, yeah. I, I can recognise him without the moustache now, yeah. Don't you remember he's got that massive wrench on top of that ladder and he's like, Eldrad must live! Yeah. Yes. That was quite impressive. Did you see that? Massive explosions going explosions, off around Explosions, yeah. And they were right in the middle of that. <laughs> or do you imagine that's like, um, you know, doubles, stunt doubles? Maybe half, maybe half some of them, maybe not Pertwee. <laughs> Look at the brigadier trying to get out. He's trying to get out the doors. But okay, let's let's be let's be reasonable for a second. We're mocking the brigadier, but this is a convincing reaction to being shown a building that's bigger on the inside than the out. Walking in and just going, oh yeah, that's, that's nice, you know, like yeah. But it, it's his job to deal with like alien stuff and everything. You think he'd be a bit more used to stuff by now at this stage? Guess he's done a whole so. season fighting the master with all, all sorts of different things. I just, I just think like, like that, that, that whole idea of the the dimensions being different. That's like quite a big thing for a human brain to comprehend. Like, yeah, but these guys are supposed to be sort of experts in a way. Well, they're just experts at like bombing things, aren't they? Like, that's all they do, really. Oh, here we go, Omega's Palace. The palace. I mean, I like the idea that these blobby things are made of the same stuff as the walls and they've come obviously been grown out or yeah you know yeah, yeah. of the same substance oh, imagine, i get the thinking behind it it just doesn't work imagine the screen. cgi if you could see them like running down the walls and then coming together like that would be mm. so good wouldn't it okay I'm, I'm gonna say two nice things about the jail guard so i do like the fact that it's got that roving eye <laughs> in the middle and I, I quite like the claw as well like they're trying they're trying <laughs> <laughs> well they, they seem like an afterthought oh we haven't given it an arm let's just shove this claw on what's it gonna fire with its eye and then if you go back to like claws of axos the ship and the way that that sort of organically yeah. come out that is amazing it looks great and then this is just a cheaper version of it and the weird thing is this is the first story they filmed that season so this is where they've got the money does and it then, go on with just Patrick Troughton? And then skip forward to something like Frontier in Space. Like, I think Frontier in Space looks terrific. 
Yes, that does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this seems like the end of season cheap one. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, right, um, so once I went on a, a cookery course, yeah, that's my turn to share a story okay. from the last night, right? So I went on a cookery course, and we learned how to make amazing things, sushi and bread and all things, and we made um, creme brulees, right? And mine had a fabulous golden sheen on the top when I was done. That looks just like those wolves. So I always think of creme brulee when I see it. Creme brulee. <laughs> the universe of creme brulee. Oh, that oh. is... Oh. Oh my god only you know when homer simpson's taking the piss and goes "Ooh, yes wouldn't that be lovely it'd be lollipop lane and gumdrop avenue and i'm like uh, yes please <laughs> yeah that is, that's what omega would that's what i would do if i was omega like you know have you ever seen the original charlie in the chocolate factory film yeah isn't it marvelous like if omega's palace looked like that the great chocolate oh river <laughs> I could omega get in the that. chocolate factory Come on. <laughs> oh my God. He could be like, there is no place like home. I want to go home to Gallifrey oh, <laughs> or something. But well, imagine them Joe got, and like, like Joe, like, ate a chunk out of one of them. Imagine the Joe got, and like, bloppy, 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 who? <laughs> yeah. And Joe could be like that awful little brat. What's her name? Uh, Veruca? Oh yeah, what well, the one that did she go? Did she want to have the chewing gum one? Oh, oh, that's Farouk, isn't it? Uh, no, who's the awful one? Oh, that yes. Uh, I can't. Oh, I know it's Violet is the chewing gum one. Oh, yeah, Farouk is the Farouk. And she could sing like. Um... Oh no, she'll be like, I want a gel guard. I want I a gel guard to... now. <laughs> <laughs> she will like don't care how i want to go home now <laughs> i love that film i know those songs too well but let's be honest it would be more entertaining than this <laughs> i mean if you just see the background the sort of walls it's like oh yeah a bit of gray we'll put some paint on it it's not it's not quick once you've seen that set right. they're using the same bit over and over again have you listened to the commentary on this not for a long time so okay so we're going to go back to uh, the god of your life barry Letts, um and he's on that and he is literally saying everything that you're saying he says the jail guards they're not good enough they're the stupidest monsters we've ever did um the production value it's not good enough these sets they look like sets they look like pantomime sets um that's me you see me and barry Letts are just so in tune yeah no, right i think that would have been a lovely love affair <laughs> Mark Letts. Yeah, I can see it. Then you think they would put Star. I mean, sorry, Barry, but you think this has probably got the most publicity for people maybe that haven't watched Doctor Who for a while. Uh, and they're coming back, new season. You'd think you'd want. I, I don't know, maybe they didn't really think like that back then. Do you know then, what Barry Letts would say to you? He'd say, well, look here, Mark. So I'm going to be, I need to do it in like a nice, even tone because that's how we talked. <sighs> Mark, I understand what you're saying to me. However, if I could just point you in the direction of the viewing figures, uh, which went up to nearly 12 million, and I'll just say, there's your publicity. Because <laughs> I'd say it worked, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it worked. But did people tune in for the next? Uh, Carnival <laughs> of Monsters is next, and Carnival of Monsters doesn't dip below 9 million. So it's still strong. Yeah, mm. I think this is quite a good year for ratings. Who in the name of heaven was that?
Oh, here we go. We're heading up to that cliffhanger. Would you join me in doing the music for it? Do you know how it goes? Oh, do you know? I'm, I I might leave that to you for this one. It's like it goes. It's like it's like don 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 don. Up it goes. So the mere fact of our being here should be a colossal explosion. Oh, because you've got what matter and antimatter. Don't look at me for the science. Yeah, well, we need Jason here, don't we? We need him here to tell us about antimatter. <laughs> So everything here is conjured up by Omega. Yes. So it's, yeah. so it's not substantial. They just think it is. I think so. Yes, I can. I think I have that concept. Yeah. Okay. Why did? Okay. So why didn't he just think up something more exciting than this? Maybe he was just hungry and wanted some creme brulee. Ah, that's what, what was on his mind. You're a genius. <laughs> like, you know, there's a bit later on where, like, they conjure up a chair to sit in, and it's not like the mo it just looks like this dreadful old... Um... <laughs> yeah, like the worst chair, yeah. I mean, if you're going to conjure up a chair, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I want to like a gold throne. <laughs> or, or you could at least... Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. And there's a whopping, like, dramatic close-up on the guy's face. <laughs> Ready? <gasps> Holy Moses! <laughs> okay. That is a good scene. I do like that. I, I just think that's that's a, a fun idea. Oh, absolutely, yeah. To have Because you've already had bits taken through, and then, yeah, and then to be like, oh, actually, the whole thing's gone. What is going to happen now? Yeah. I also think as well that probably the audience at the time were a little more forgiving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're watching it with a lot of hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, That's we... going to be like, wow, there's a build. They've put a building. Well, I mean, they're not saying, well, we've put a building through space, but <laughs> <laughs> the concept and yeah. the idea would be, wow, let's see what happens next week. Like, um, like nowadays, don't we? We expect cinematic special effects on television. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would be a much longer scene with the dramatic build-up and the, you know, the someone would be in the lab and there'd be like bricks falling down there, they'll be shaking and they'd be like, ah, and then it would sort of launch up slowly into space. Oh my God, that would be, I yeah. mean, the way you sell that. But like nowadays, the gulf between television and, sorry, back then, the gulf between television and cinema, it was like a world apart, wasn't it? Like TV was, it was being made on the cheap. Um, yeah, and I, absolutely, yeah. I think, um, I'm gonna make an argument for this now quickly. I think good acting, like good writing, those were the important things, and then the production value if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't work, it's television, you know. Mm. And a lot of people will be watching this in black and white as well. So, in you know, in the with the sets, like I said, it's just a bit of paint in the background, it, you wouldn't notice as much. Do you think it's more that... forgiving because I might turn the color off? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a good experiment to watch some of these in black and white. Black and white, episode three of Three Doctors, coming to you soon. <laughs> we need to put it on film, get it a bit dirty, put the, it through a filter. I can turn the colour down, all right? I can't achieve all that. <laughs> I can't go back and refilm it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>